Welcome to Brother 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 Podcast. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis, and I'm here with my brother, Jeremy Sartori, and it is a Brother Brother Podcast. And today, um, we're settling into a new reality. We're trying to figure out uh, what our alternatives are to uh, what we do a lot, which is go see live music. And um, on March 11th, I believe it was a Wednesday night, uh, Jared and I went to see what is now going to live as the last concert ever. Um, the Murder Capital at once in Somerville. Great show, great band. Uh, sparsely, first, sparsely attended, and uh, I would say not distanced. too much. Yeah, some social distancing. Some of the uh, the older crowd social distancing, and some of the younger crowd full on moshing. Yeah, uh, that of course was um, fifteen days ago, which now feels like it was it the thirteenth like, century. Yeah. Um, totally. But uh, the, you know, the bottom line was, uh, you know, this is a band that I could have foreseen um, going down to South By, you know, doing a short tour, going to South By, and then going to Coachella, being a, a side stage band and really blowing people's doors off and getting a lot of attention. I think they would have gone back to Dublin, where they're from, um, with a hell of a lot of buzz and momentum. Unfortunately, uh, we saw their first show ever in the United States, and I believe it might have been their last. Yeah, I don't know if they quite made it down to uh, New York City post that show to play. My guess is not. And, uh, yeah, strange new world. I mean, it, it, you know, we've had a lot of things canceled we'll talk about and then just kind of what artists are doing. And, and so, you know, while while you are canning vegetables and, uh, and sitting around your house, yeah, um, you know, I think one of the things that we wanted to talk about was just, you know, we were going to go see a, another new band from Wisconsin, Disc. Uh, that show is canceled, um, you know, pending some other things, you know, for the summer, Wilco and Sleater Kinney, big tour, a lot of album releases. And just in general, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of buzz, obviously, around the restaurant industry and the service industry, where as there should be right now. Um, you know, I think you and I are both lucky to kind of work remote anyways with our day jobs, but it's uh, it's something that, you know, I think is really going to affect the already slim, um, you know, earnings of some of these these groups that are, you know, really rely on road, really on the road. Really directly affected. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, last night I will uh, – I'll show my age uh, as I like to do occasionally just to uh, – uh, reinforce uh, the the mission statement of this podcast, but yeah, I was uh, I saw that Wiseblood, one of my favorite artists, was doing a live, uh, you know, was streaming a live performance last night, and I took me a while to figure out how to get to it. First of all, it was on Instagram Live, and then once I got there, it was a lot of um, sounded like a lot of uh, just discussion and chat. And people sending questions and and you know compliments and and her sort of responding. It was a very it's a weird interaction. Um, I've never yeah, really explained it. So was that something that um, I did see the emails from our the, the youngest of the of the three teaching brothers you to, <laughs> teaching you how to actually click on the the icon in the corner to, to hear it at all. But was it? Um, I've been on some of those things where you just see that constant stream of running chat, and that shows my age as well because. I have no idea how to participate, nor do I want to in that. But, um, but you know, what was the concert experience like? Was it more like a, a inter, like you said, kind of an interacting acting experience where you're Honestly, literally talking and I, chatting, or did she play music? 
uh, I didn't stick around long enough for the music because I was I just don't love um, that sort of you know scroll and one sided conversation where I couldn't figure out where the prompts were coming from. Um, mm-hmm. And so you know it's it kind basically of like an NFL person. or fantasy draft without the humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it it was um, um, it was like watching someone else's fantasy draft. You know, it didn't hold a lot of uh, um, in interest. But you know, I mean, I, like I said, I, I'm a big fan. And it was she was about two inches from her camera, and just you know, like I would hear a little bloop, and then she'd say, "No, no, I'm not going to." Yeah. And then it, you know, so it just didn't make any. There was no continuity or sense making for me which is you know i obviously i realize a function of age and experience with interactive social media but um you know i don't i i have seen the lineup um you know in various places i've seen uh the band listening to some bands that are doing uh live shows either through their own sites or facebook and instagram live and um i don't know it it, uh it's, the, it's tempting and it sounds good, but it, it's not a concert experience to me. No, not at all. I mean, I think um, I kind of caught the buzz via the James Blake performance that went um, sort of viral. And again, you know, I, I think artists on and off drop these types of performances anyways, you know, in the studio, banging out a cover or doing, you know, um, a releasing a new song or giving you kind of a taste. And, you know, I, I'd say I, I tune in here and there, um, depending on the interest of the cover or, or who the artist is. And, you know, James Blake does a, you know, chilling version of No Surprises by Radiohead. But at the same time, to your point, it's, it's you know, kind of a close-up of him. You can't even really see him playing any... Um, you know, piano or, or fiddling around with the, the soundboard or whatever the hell he does. Um, yeah. and he, you know, the I guy's mean, got an amazing voice, but it, it's just, it's a little boring, you know? I mean, it, it's, it's a great sound, but I'd rather pop on a record. I think, yeah, I think, you know, in, in, unless it's something like Tiny Desk Concerts or live at KXCP or... Yeah. But those um, can't happen you know, the, right now. The fun thing that, you know, Jimmy Fallon does with The Roots when they all play on toys, it's like... Those things are set up by. Um, those things are are set up for broadcast. I mean, they're shot like television shows, yeah. and they're they're professional. Um, this is sort of uh, you know, and I I give credit you know to people for doing this, but it's it feels very um, bedroom. Uh, it feels like an amateurish uh, presentation of you know a, a very. Uh, you know, a well-meaning and, and well-intentioned idea of, of entertaining people, but it, it, it doesn't have the production quality that um, those other things that are established have. Yeah, and I think, too, I mean, for artists who, are, like I said, in the early on are kind of losing their um, their income or livelihood to some degree, there are ways that you can, you know, either support via some of these casts that might have some donation um, aspects or, or, you know, buying ability, and then also just, through things like streaming an entire album by an artist. Um, yeah. You know, so there's a lot of little outlets now that people are kind of, the things you don't think about every day that all of a sudden, I know band, you know. Bandcamp is, is, I know, is being very generous and instrumental and, in, in, you know, sort of pushing uh, online in purchasing um, of albums. And, and uh, you know, so I tip my hat to them. I think a lot of... Uh, 
the major players in, in the music industry are, are trying as best they can to set up um, funds and support for for you know musicians, but also for you know I know my friend Andy Tennille owns a, a venue called the Ramcat down in Raleigh, North Carolina, or Winston Salem, and um, you know he's he, I know he's taking donations for his staff that's not going to be able to work as a result of of this social distancing. So you know I think independent venues are are you know have the uh, um, you know, have the hardship of, of seeing their personnel not get paid and musicians um, can't earn money from touring. So it's a, it's a really, um, it's a tough moment. Yeah, I think it's a, a weird thing to think about post, you know, when you are allowed outside and allowed to gather in groups larger than two or whatever it is these days. Um, you know, how cautious, first of all, how many of these great institutions are going to be around because I, I realize, you know, there's some support coming from the government, but probably not enough. And then uh, secondly, like, it's going to be a little, I think people are going to be a little gun shy for a little while, you know? Yeah. I think it's going to be a strange re-entry, um, you know, and, and, and already, you know, there's a lot of information and misinformation about, you know, um, you know, how this will be lifted and how and when it'll be lifted. It's, it, it, it's tough. Um, I keep repeating that term, but it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a weird world to navigate right now. Um, one thing that, and I, you know, I, I have friends that are, are writers and authors who can't go on book tour. And so their, their book release dates are being pushed back. Um, Album releases are also being pushed back. I know some uh, major recording artists are being pushed back, but some of them are dropping in the middle of this. Yeah, I know Waxahachie dropped their new album or her new album. Um, I know that uh, there was a couple other um, groups that we like, and we mentioned Disc, who kind of came out before all this went down. Um, and Andy Schauf. Andy Schauf, yep. And then there was the, um, the pushback on groups like... Haim, who you know I think is continually trying to break the next to the next level via their record label, um, Lady Gaga, which makes sense because I'm, I'm imagining that album would be tied to such a huge tour um, and sort of event, you know, and and, and so some that, sort of merchandising, yeah, yeah. some sort of car commercial or something, <laughs> and then. Um, you know, and, and then you have, uh, you know, somebody kindly gave the coronavirus to Jackson Brown as well. So there's also artists getting affected with the actual virus. But, um, but yeah, yeah. The, the whole release thing is interesting because, you know, you kind of see it. I see it as like a scale thing. If, if there's a lot of money and a lot of production involved in the release, it seems to be getting pushed. And then if it's a band that sort of is, is more on the independent front or has more ownership of their their uh, music or, or, you know, um more independent, we'll say, or, or, you know, that kind of thing, and more indie, then it seems to be that they're getting that out there. Because, I mean, it's a great time to put out music, if you think about it, aside from the touring aspect. You know, I think you and I were joking over the weekend, you know, I had my daughters and their, you know, quarantined spring break, and, uh, you know, I just went through my record collection just playing albums start to finish, you know, and I've been doing that on Spotify as well, you know, and then, you know, we put together a a mix that'll be on our next episode that's, you know, perfect for the the plague that we're living through so um it's something that i think like you know to me it makes a lot of sense to drop albums almost as a, a you know a gift to all of us sort of sitting around yeah. trying to consume anything 
anything new. I think, you know, you get an established artist or a semi-established artist like Childish Gambino, who, you know, has, uh, whose earnings largely come uh, from other, uh, in other arenas. And that, you know, he's got the luxury of, of doing this and probably, you know, I'm not sure whether or not he had a tour uh, scheduled in concert with it, but it, it doesn't matter. Um, in that case, and he can take a lot of, you know, he can sort of um, galvanize a lot of good press around having dropped a surprise album during a time where people want new new content to consume. Um, speaking of which, how much content are you consuming at this point? <laughs> I'm consuming quite a bit. I mean, I um, I have the you know, and I feel for all those out there that that are getting affected by this job wise but i you know as i mentioned before i happen to work in the food industry that supplies uh grocery stores mainly so organic natural foods um so we're actually quite busy um trying to to feed people and and also just want to give a shout out to that forgotten sector so if anybody's ordering from instacart or amazon prime or or actually going into you know a a kroger or whole foods or anything like you know it's something that i think has not been talked about a ton is, is those people are really on the front lines and and mm-hmm. uh, also places like Instacart and stuff are actually hiring a lot of people right now too so if, if people are out of work and, and need something and, and are not um, you know afraid or, or have you know some precautions in place you should check those places out but aside from that um, actually having to work more than I than I uh, you know normally would on this sort of stay, staycation yeah, I mean, Netflix is out of control, definitely a ton of music, and, you know, going back to reading books as well, um, I, you know, just ordered, like, a bunch of books from Amazon, like, actually wanted the, the books, and, and to yeah. kind of hold and read, and so, uh, you know, we can jump into a, uh, you know, what are you, what are you listening to if you want, um, and then kind of talk about some of the things that are, are you know, definitely out there that are, are worth tuning into, and I'd also say for the live music thing, sorry, real quick, um, one good source is, is NPR is kind of running a, uh, a live virtual concert. So if you are interested, you know, I know Waxahachie and Kevin Morby are doing something tonight at 7 p.m. on Instagram. Um, you know, Tedeschi Trucks is on Facebook. And then um, Ben Gibbard is doing a YouTube and Facebook. Our friend Mark Broussard, who's been on the, on the pod, has a YouTube. So that's uh, npr.org's list of live virtual concerts and so I would yeah. check it out it's a nice list and there's also jazz and classical and, and you know all sorts of things that I don't listen to but other people do yeah no, that I saw there's like some uh, streaming opera and, and things um, yeah was sort of front page uh, here what are the performing arts doing with there's no audience um, the other thing I wanted to just touch on briefly is is you know this is um, oftentimes you know the you know, this sort of uh, seismic event is the kind of thing that changes an industry. I know, you know, I mean, it hardly uh, affected the rest of the world, but, you know, something like the writer's strike years back, and no, I think it was 08, um, really changed the sort of complexion of network television um, yes. and the number of non-scripted shows versus scripted shows. Um I think we're at a, a similar crossroads here where they're starting to all the theatrical released theatrically released movies are being pushed to a pay-per-view model uh like a $20 uh pay-per-view model so you know things like The Way Up with Ben Affleck or or The Hunt with Betty Gilpin um you know that that were you know in theaters are now there to be purchased online not and that 
you know, not to mention the fact that the stuff that is streaming uh, with your Amazon and Netflix subscriptions are getting uh, wildly popular beyond, I think, what they normally would. Uh, there's a, it's almost built back into a monoculture, uh, something that we've always that we've talked a lot about getting away from. Where you know I don't know anybody who's not watching Tiger King right now. Yes, yeah. It's, uh, and hopefully just taking episode three last night, yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a show that I think is pretty wildly kind of crazy and, and fun. Anyways, is going to take on a whole new viewership that's going to be yeah you know out of this world when, when your parents are watching tiger king you know that uh the world truly has stopped i only hope that there's you know that people are aren't taking fashion advice appropriately from the fact i think yeah joe king. uh is it joe exotic joe exotic i kind of yeah i prefer his, the look of his husband um i forget the name but the toothless gentleman if you haven't seen it oh the one with the the, 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 the one, one with the, the shirt with no tattooed shirt. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, uh, Jim something, I think. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, or John. Sorry. Um, yeah, he's a uh, he's. I believe he's a meth mouth model. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that but that said, we were going to uh, you know talk about some of the stuff that um, we are actually reading, watching, and listening to. Um, yeah. I, I mean, mentioned. Go ahead, shoot out Tiger King, and then what else you got going? I'm going to give a mishmash of sort of uh, uh, non-sequitorials. I'm reading uh, The Splendid and the Vile, the Mm -hmm. new Eric Larson book about um, Winston Churchill, which is highly entertaining, very, very good. Like all of Eric Larson's stuff, it kind of historical nonfiction that reads like novel. And uh, this is no exception. It's it's you know, the guy is really nailed down. I think much like Michael Lewis, uh, he's sort of nailed down this skill of telling Narrative. a story. That, yeah, that that really hums, and uh, is you know a historical page turner, which is a, a tough feat. Um, I am watching. I'm looking forward to a couple things uh, tonight. Um, or tomorrow is the season three of Ozark drops. That's right. A, a good thing. I'm in, and like I said, I wonder if I'm that was enjoying, moved up. Do you know if any of those were moved up or was I it don't, just great? I time? don't know. I think this has been on the books for a while. Um, I think uh, just because the press cycles are big for things like that. Um, but I, you know, um, I don't know. I, I haven't. I, I don't know that Tiger King wasn't moved up, you know, yeah. or, or you know, sort of presented more broadly and flashily than than it would have ordinarily been. Um, than the shirts but, that they're actually wearing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess you know. I'm, so I'm reading that Eric Larson book. I'm watching Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu, which I am actually really enjoying, uh, even having read the book, which is often. A disconnect for me if I've read the book, um, but this really lends itself to like there's enough plot um, and not so much in, insular internal thinking, um, you know, stuff that actually can be acted out and revealed uh, that it, it uh, is proving to be very entertaining. Um, 
and also watching The Plot Against America, the Philip Roth adaptation on HBO that uh, David Simon and Ed Burns did about an alternate history wherein Charles Lindbergh noted um, anti-Semite and isolationist um, wins the 1940 election and keeps us out of World War II. So those are all very good and entertaining and well done. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, so I too am uh, I'm doing the audible version of Splendid in the Vile, which uh, I, I love and, and really enjoying and have, uh, you know, my my daily uh, walks that I'm taking <laughs> yeah. I'm popping on as well as uh, the few drive, you know, driving time I have. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. And I think it's in such contrast to, you know, current leadership and you know, to get political, but just in general, you right. It's just something that like, you know, world events just took on such a weight. And, uh, you know, I think Churchill, of course, just kind of knew that weight in real time, like no other. And it's also just very entertaining and well written, um, as you mentioned. Um, book wise, I just picked up "Say Nothing," uh, the story of like the Northern violence in Northern Ireland. That's and a great the, uh, book. Yeah, I'm really excited to read it. I just started it actually last night, so just got into it and simultaneously picked up the graphic novel "The Watchmen," which I know is old news, but I like the HBO series so much, and I'm not a graphic novel person, as we've stated many times on this pod nor a comic book person but i just am looking for things to consume and i figured that's something that i could hopefully read pretty quickly at least keep it in the bathroom as needed um yeah and then uh you know in general been listening to some of the new stuff Andy Schiff, you said um earlier i've been listening to um the some of the new waxahachie and then um as well as just some mixes and and you know kind of music stuff tiger king got into I was kind of skeptical of it, and I think you had kind of mentioned that it was a little bit of like um, poverty guess, porn. Yeah, white trash porn, whatever you want to call it, Florida porn. And um, you know, I will say I, there's I, one thing, and, and I don't know that you know I'm not. It's not necessarily a criticism because I think it's really well done. But um, I don't think the director needs to be in it at all. I'm just going to say that, and that'll, mm-hmm. that's where I'll leave it. Um, I just you know I think that's a, it's already a compelling enough story, and I think that they. Um, the characters are character enough to overcome that part because it's just insane. I don't know where it goes. You might have finished it. I haven't. But um, but yeah, I just it's kind of like there's just one step too far there in my mind. Like it's just one of those things you just don't need to insert yourself into. But that's my well, only take, criticism take, thus far. Take however much crazy you're currently at and multiply it uh, going forward because it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier. Yeah, I figured. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much at the, like, you know, so I don't want to give anything away um, to anyone who hasn't watched it yet, which I'm sure everybody in the country has watched it by now. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of at a, at a major turning point with the uh, conservation woman and where you kind of learn some things, and it's like, oh, this is great. This is fun. Um, yeah, it's it, it's um it's compelling stuff, but it again like I wasn't a big fan. I remember people loved S Town, and and I wasn't a big fan of S Town because it, it felt just like a little bit uh, of punching down and, and sort yeah, of objectifying yeah. um, you know crazy people and trying circumstances. But then again, um, Joe Exotic has made no bones about the fact that he wanted to be well known and and. His wish has been uh, granted. granted. Yeah, I was going to say, I was saying it uh, yesterday to um, my girlfriend. I was watching it with her, and, and uh, her comment was, I think he's pretty happy to be on a Netflix documentary. <laughs> like, yeah. I think you're I right. Think, <laughs> I think that's a safe bet. Um, um, but yeah, and then, you know, just a lot of podcasts, since I am kind of busy throughout the days working, um, you know, and in 
obviously times like these consuming a little more not uh, news and, and political stuff than I, I probably consume quite a bit anyways, but you know, it seems to be kind of the mainstay. I haven't been doing a lot of sports because there isn't much sports. Um, There's going no on. sports. Yeah, exactly. The world without sports. So I, you know, I, I probably will tune into some of the classic games because I do think that's interesting and kind of fun. And uh, so use YouTube for that. But um, obviously, you know, you kind of get an hourly NPR update, which uh, you do not need every hour. Trust me, it's very repetitive. But um, every few hours for sure. Um, the other one that I like a lot is the Ezra Klein show, and, and we've mentioned him before on here, and, and there's a couple of good Vox. interviews this week on Vox Media. And then um, just to kind of hit both ends of the – I tend to like people that are smart from either side of the aisle since I'm, I'm fairly independent th- myself. I also thought the uh, editors, which is a National Review pod, and um, they have – I'll get the guy's name just because I thought it was very informative – uh, sorry. Hold on one second. Oh, okay. So it's uh, David Bonson, who I've never heard of, who's an economist, but it really breaks down the stimulus package and what it means. Um, and those are just things that, like, you know, you just hear so much about, have no idea. And this, again, is not really – It's I don't find it to be heavy-leaning one way or the other. It's more just factual stuff. It's kind of interesting, and I think the Analytical. fact that everybody who has a brain in that world is freaked out, it's not very uh, comforting, but it's also interesting it's to important. hear yeah, what's going on. And then, um, yeah, in addition to that, like, you know, I think it's just going to continue for a little while. I mean, my biggest concern, I guess, would be, like like I said, the pace of – I don't think things are going to ever return to norm, right? It's one of those events that, that are going to change, but, you know, I, I really – hope the pace of recovery in terms of live music, uh, restaurant experience and that stuff does come back quicker. There might be that sort of, um, counter effect where people really want to get out and and see things. Yeah. It's going to be celebratory one way or the other. The, the, the only thing I can sort of, um, compare it to, and, and certainly there's the comparison is, is tenuous at best, but I was in Boston and in fact, my friend, Ted Lee was on book tour um, and was supposed to be doing a book signing the night that they put the entire city on lockdown when they were when they were in pursuit of the marathon bombers. And so he came up to do a book signing at uh, Barbara Lynch's restaurant. And um, we did nobody actually ever called him to cancel it. We just kind of took our cues from the police saying that you can't go outside um, and stayed in. And that was a day almost. And then by the end of that, uh, our friend who owns a restaurant down the street, Toro, um, you know, said he was opening up. And by halfway through the meal, uh, they caught the guys and the whole place just got up and cheered and, and started high-fiving, which is no longer legal. Yeah, now um, you can do the uh, elbow bumping. Yeah, but it was it was such a weird relief and release and uh, you know sort of collective tension. That's the only thing that that I kind of can uh, draw a comparison to. Um, but this is so much more longer term and so much more nebulous as far as an outcome. You know, we knew at that point that that Something they were going to catch gonna these happen. guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or they're going to you know die in pursuit or whatever. And, and yeah, and I think the other thing too is um, yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, I think the. It's, it's one of those, you know, you and I having grown up less in the social or not at all in the social media world, coming to it older and then going back. You know, I will say 
the connections and the connectivity um, with artists and with like you know music and things like that it really has been beneficial I mean can you imagine if we yeah. didn't have these tools at our fingertips or you didn't know what was going on or you know things like that and so it is one of those weird times where it's like super isolating but at the same time you feel way more connected than you probably would have any other time you know in your life um, and you know podcast being one of those so we appreciate everyone listening and, and uh, you know hopefully uh, staying safe obviously but also uh, you know hopefully providing to people with some relief too yeah so I, you know don't take don't take your cues from me and and sort of get uh fed up with the way things are going right now go out pursue uh this online um you know this entertainment being provided online and and be very generous with your um you know with your uh donations uh, where they can help um i will uh you know, look for some uh, specific things that maybe we can back up. But, um, you know, as a, anecdotally, like I said, there's uh, there's a pretty good list on Pitchfork. There's a pretty good list on Brooklyn Vegan, um, you know, of, of things, of concerts upcoming. And uh, they're pretty, it's pretty well uh, curated. I know that uh, there's been rumblings that Elton John is, is hosting a large-scale fundraiser with a lot of bigger-name artists this over the weekend, um, so there's that as well, which I think will operate as something of a um, telethon um, fundraiser type thing. I think you're going to see thing. more of that, too, you know. It's going to be um, – it's, it's, you're going to see probably more of the bigger names coming out and, and doing some cash. And, and, you know, don't take your cues from us who go out the night. You're not supposed to go out and have dinner at a restaurant and then go to a club. <laughs> yeah, well, that it was a different era. Yeah, it was 14, 15 days ago. 15 days um, ago. One thing I did want to – one thing I did want to bring up was um, – was the sort of uh, the false, uh, not the false start, the, um, the I don't know if you caught wind of this Gal Gadot, uh, you know organized cover of John Lennon's Imagine, which took a raft of shit um, because it was sort of, uh, you know, because people recognized that it was sort of an attempt at, at you know, celebrities do-gooderism and, you know, uh, as, you know, unusually or uncharacteristically not very well received. Uh, it also prompted um, a pretty funny um, counter video, which was a bunch of people singing Blink-182 together, uh, <laughs> Danny Brown, and uh, I, I forget who else was involved. Oh, um, Robin Pecknold from uh, Fleet Foxes, among nice. others, doing a cover of uh, Blink-182. Um, which was actually very funny, uh, but the the you know the Imagine cover you know in, in different times and less cynical and less uh, you know sort of bile filled times that might have gone over well and, and it's, it says something that it didn't. Yeah, that's interesting. I did not catch that. I'm going to look at at it right after uh, we end this pod because that sounds great. But. Uh, yeah, what was the general feeling? Just fuck off. The general feeling was basically like a bunch of celebrities fiddling while Rome burns when they could actually be doing something useful, or yeah. you know, fuck them for sitting in their giant houses um, and trying to make you know, and trying to sort of in doing a sort of let them eat cake maneuver. I didn't see it that way necessarily. I, I you know, I'm, yes, it was probably you know celebrities misadulation when uh, you know if it doesn't come by the hour but at the same time I didn't feel so cynical about that but um you you check out the the um the grief that they took for it and it's it's pretty nasty 
Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, it's interesting. I think people. Yeah, I think people have. Uh, you know, this is a, a uneasy time where people are definitely a, a collective fear and, and collective kind of anger makes a lot of sense. And yeah. then you're also hiding behind your screens, right? So it's it's always the easier time to to be uh, critical, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of like your your housekeeper is still making you green juice. What do you have to bitch about? Um, exactly. <laughs> you, just, I, you have all the toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I do think it's, you know, it's sort of, it was interesting to watch the reactions to those things um, when people are so tense and reactionary. Um, I don't know. That, uh, that is kind of, um, I don't know, that's sort of where we are. And I wish I could do a better job of, of curating um, this new version of, of live music delivery. But I'm, I give me a week and maybe I'll figure it out. Yeah, well, I think, you know, we'll post some things and, uh, you know, I think continue as it kind of grows to, to check out these performances and, and, you know, maybe in our mind they, they will get better. Yeah, I think they're definitely But I, I still am happy that they're doing it and uh, I think it's good to, you know, just kind of break up the monotony of, of not being able to go out and enjoy a show. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I have, I have uncharacteristically for me um, bought a bunch of tickets to future shows. I don't usually buy that far in advance. Um, so I have craft work tickets and, um, Nick Cave and Wiseblood are playing, are touring together and Wilco and Slater Kinney are, are touring together. And, you know, that, um, there are a bunch of tours that are canceled right now of bands that I would love to have seen from largely sort of reunion type concerts. Uh, I know Supergrass was going to tour, this summer, Heaven 17, who's an old favorite of mine, uh, we're going to tour the U.S. for the first time in, you know, 35 years or so. Um, so those tours are, are just canceled. Um, my tickets for Amel and the Sniffers are probably not going to do me much good. Um, very very so, amusing to follow them on Instagram, by the way, though, and highly recommended. Highly, highly recommend. That's there. There's our, there is our gift uh, for yeah. this podcast. Follow Amel and the Sniffers on Instagram. They are fun. Anyway. Sounds good. So you want to throw uh, a song on the playlist? And we, you know, for those of you who don't follow or don't have an, uh, part, or part, you know, downloaded the, uh, the, our Spotify playlist, which is the 10 trillion best songs ever, um, that can also get you through the next, uh, you know, who knows, six months of, of coronavirus and sitting at And home, also, so. we also have the plague list up, which is a... Yeah. Uh, and I'd love to have input from any listeners on songs that should be added to the playlist that we haven't thought of. Um, you know, uh, it's got the uh, it's got what we think are the obvious ones. Sickness, uh, you know. Touch me, I'm that. sick. Yep. And then I think um, just theme wise, you know, anything that you can think of that reminds you of uh, staying away from people and uh, you know being ill or mental illness or anything. anything or being well. Like. Yeah. There you go. There's another one I just thought of, The Ramones, I Want to Be Well. I forgot about that song. Yeah, nice. Um, so, yeah, you want to throw a song on the playlist? list? On the, yeah. uh, on the, on on the, the regular list? Or on, on the, the regular one, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm going to do, uh, you know, a band that kind of reminds me of, of being at a concert every time I pop them on, and I enjoyed their first couple albums quite a bit, Post Nothing and Celebration Rock. And, uh, nice. 
Um, you know, I'm actually going to flip a coin here, and, and you're welcome to pick the side. I was going to either do Young Heart Spark Fire or uh, the house, um, the uh, what do you call it, the house that heaven built. So, uh, any any uh, heads or tails there? Ugh, I'm kind of going for the former. I, yeah, uh, I think I've played the other a little too much, and so I'm with you. That was my that was my first choice, but it was tough. So I'm going to do Young Heart Spark Fire. Japan oh, yeah. droids. Oh, yeah. And, and if you want to feel like you're, uh, you know, at a show covered in beer, that's a great, great album. To and other people sweat. Yep. Um, I was doing a lot of the same. I think I took my cues from you and uh, have been listening to albums start to finish and forgot how much, uh, as I was making breakfast on Sunday morning, I flipped on sound effects by the jam. And I know we've got a, a, a number of jam songs on here already but that's because they deserve it and um i am going to go with um man in the corner shop cool deep cut yeah it's a deep cut from a great album awesome cool well let's right. uh let's continue talk to soon. pump out pods and talk soon and uh you know go for a walk sometime awesome I'm Wyndham Lewis. On behalf of my brothers, Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis, thank you very much for listening to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Many thanks also to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall, and to Simon Doom for our epic intro music. Learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.